Erin, Bronwyn, Jan Willem Ember, Nancy, Pip, Mr Nobody and Rascal the Monkey were all floating on the little island being pushed by the mer people. They didn't sleep that night and they were all excited when just before dawn they saw the lights of Ship City on the horizon. Land ahoy, said Bronwyn. Land ahoy! Or Ship City ahoy, said Sophia, and they jumped to their feet to get a better look. Don't rock the island, said Erin, for it was small enough that too many movements made it wobble. We can't go so close, said Erin. If this island just pulls up right next to Ship City, don't you think they'll notice us? What will we do? I've thought about this, said Sophia. We're going to have to park the island about a kilometre away. We're going to have to put out the fire so nobody spots us through their telescopes, and we're going to have to swim the last part. Not all of us need to go. Mr Nobody and I can go to the dungeon with the key and let the people go, and a few of the others could go and find Rowan and Kai. Aye, nice plan, Sophia, but I'm coming. I'm going there to get my boot. I wouldn't come this far and turn around, you know, said Erin. OK, said Sophia, so you and Bronwyn can swim and get your boat, but someone needs to stay here with the island. I will, said Nancy. Ember looked at Nancy, and she sensed that she needed some company. I'll stay with you, she said. I won't, said Pip. I'm going to go to Ship City and I'm going to see what it's like and I'm going to taste some pirate pirate food and I'm going to see what scary pirates are like and I can't wait. It seems really exciting. Erin looked at Pip thinking she was probably a little bit of a liability. So we'll go and find Kai and Rowan, said Willem, pointing at him and Jan. They pulled up within a kilometre of Ship City. They put water on the fire and they all stood there. First of all, Sophia and Mr Nobody jumped into the water and disappeared into the night. Then Willem and Jan followed shortly after, and Erin and Bronwyn not far behind. And Pip, determined not to get left behind, jumped in after Erin and Bronwyn, and as she jumped, Rascal, the monkey, jumped on her shoulder. Get off, she said. I can't swim with you on me. They swam through the mild night air, and nobody saw them creep onto the pontoons when they arrived. Sophia had told the boys where to look for Kai and Rowan, about the secret passageway, that that was most likely the place they'd be hiding out. So they found the ship she had described, and they crept on board. They went down the secret passageway, and there they found Rowan feeding a very content parrot. When Rowan heard them coming down the passageway, for a moment he was terrified that the pirates had found him. And so when he saw it was Jan and Willem, he was so relieved. Thank goodness it's you, he said. I thought you were the pirates. We're glad to have found you too, said Jan. We're here with Erin and Bronwyn and Sophia. Sophia, said Rowan. She's okay. Oh my goodness, Kai is going to be so relieved. She's fine. She met the mer people and, and they brought her back to the island explained Willem. But we need to find the shells, the shells that were around the neck of the mer people. I know, said Rowan. We've just figured that out. And we also need to let them out of the dungeon, said Jan. Exactly, said Rowan. But how? Well, said Jan, right at this moment, Sophia and our friend Mr Nobody. Mr Nobody, said Rowan. Yes, our friend Mr Nobody, who is also a mer person with no tail. They are sneaking down to the dungeon with a key that we found to set them free. 
Just then they heard a scurrying and cry arrived in the secret passageway. Jan, Willem, what are you doing here? This is exciting, tell me, tell me, he said. Shh, they said. Sophia and Mr. Nobody. Sophia, said Kai, Sophia, Sophia, you're telling me Sophia's okay? And, and, and who's Mr. Nobody, he said. Someone we know, said Willem. They are down in the dungeon and they're about to let the mer people free. But we need to find the shells, said Kai. We know, said Willem and Jan. You don't understand, said Kai. We need to find them now. Hans is about to sell them to someone on the mainland. And if he does, we'll never get them back. Do you know where they're hidden? said Jan and Willem. I think up there, in that room somewhere, said Kai, and he pointed. Well, come on then, said Willem. Lift me up. Let's have a look. There's a problem, said Kai. I heard Hans talking to one of the guards, and he said that there was a tool or something that they needed to open the box that the shells were in. Just then, Jan pulled that tool that he had found on the beach out of his pocket. Like this, he said. Maybe, said Kai. Where did you find that? I found it on the beach, with Mr Nobody, he said, and the key to the dungeon. Come on, said Willem, lift us up. So Kai let Jan and Willem both stand on his shoulders, and they crept into Captain Halfbeard's quarters. It was dark in there, but dawn was rising, and there was a pink glow flooding through the windows. Captain Halfbid hadn't been home all night. They thought, like maybe on some other nights, he had fallen asleep at the tavern and wouldn't be back till lunch. They looked all around. There were so many things, it was quite a cluttered room. They heard footsteps outside the room and nearly panicked and ran to the hatch. Instead, they froze. As they froze with their backs against the wall, Willem spotted a box. It was a typical pirate box. A dark mahogany wooden box with gold bracing and a big buckle. But the buckle that had the lock, it was different to normal. It wasn't a normal key shape. I think that's it, said Willem, and he pointed at the box. I agree, said Jan. As quiet as a mouse, Jan crept across the floor and he took out his tool and began to fiddle with the lock. There was a whir, a click, and a clank, and the clasp sprang open. Quietly, quietly, Jan lifted the lid, and there, inside, it was full of shell necklaces. What do I do now? said Jan. Take them, said Willem. Put them under your jumper. Jan took them and put them under his jumper. He then went to the hatch and jumped down. But just as he jumped through the hatch, it slammed a little and they heard footsteps approaching the room. Willem did not know what to do and so he just stood stock still in the corner. Two pirates came into the room. What was that? said one. I don't know, I thought I heard a noise but Captain Halfbid is at the tavern. They looked around the room but it was still quite dark in there and they didn't spot Willem hiding in the corner. When they left, and he heard that their footsteps had gone all the way down the hall, he quickly ran and joined his friends down the hatch. But no sooner had he gone down the hatch 
Then there was a big alarm call all throughout Ship City. Prisoners on the loose! Prisoners on the loose! They heard people shouting. The prisoners! They have gone! The prisoners! They have gone! Within seconds they heard footsteps into Captain Halfbeard's room. It's open, a voice said. They have the necklaces. We must stop them now. Just as the footsteps were starting to leave the room, they stopped, for one of the pirates had noticed that the hatch was still slightly ajar. What is that? he said. What is that? Is it a trap door? said the other, and they heard the footsteps coming closer. As quickly as they could, the children crawled on their hands and feet through the secret passageway. They heard the thud of two pirates dropping behind them. Just as they rounded the bend, the pirates must have seen Jan's feet. There's somebody in here, they heard the voice say. That way. The children scurried as fast as they could with the two pirates on their tail. Lucky for the children, the pirates were bigger and bulkier, and squeezing through those small spaces wasn't easy for them. They burst out of the end of the passageway and ran into Ship City. But the pirates saw them running. There they are, said a voice, and they ran for them. The children ran without thinking, desperate to get away. In the franticness of the moment, they split up. Jan and Willem started going one way, and Kai and Rowan the other. One of these pirates followed Kai and Rowan, and the other one, Jan and Willem. They ran and they ran, and it wasn't long before the other pirates noticed what was happening. Kai and Rowan ended up right by the docks, and they didn't know where to go. The pirate was gaining on them, and others were starting to take chase. They ran along the jetty until they ran out of land. And then, and then when it seemed that, that all was lost and they would have nothing left to do but to dive into the sea, they looked up and they saw a familiar boat. And on that boat was a familiar face. It was Erin. She had found her boat and she was at the helm of it, with Bronwyn in the crow's nest. Kai, she said. Ruin, jump on. They jumped on as the boat began to move. The pirate in chase of them ran on behind them and he clung on with his fingers. But Erin was having none of it. She walked up to him as he clung onto the boat and she said, Not on my boat, lad. You go back to Captain Halfbeard and you tell him that you do not cross Erin and the galley girls. With that, she pried his fingers open and watched him splash into the sea and swim back to the pontoon. Once again, she had her boat. Lots of little boats tried to come in chase of her, but they were no match for her and her boat. Jan and Willem, however, still had a pirate behind them, and there was more pirates gathering. They ran and they ran, but they were running towards the centre of the city and not out towards the edge. In a blind panic, they started to climb one of the masts, and they climbed and they climbed and they climbed, but they had pirates climbing behind them. What should we do? said Willem. I don't know, said Jan, and he just kept climbing. There's an end to this, said Willem, and it's not a good one. Eventually they got to the top, to the crow's nest, and they had nowhere else to go, as they stood there in the crow's nest watching the pirates climbing up. Jan didn't know what to do. He had to think on his feet. Then he grabbed all of the shells from under his jumper and he held them over the edge. I'll drop them, he said. Come any closer and I'll drop them. That doesn't matter, said the pirate. They're no use to us anymore. They're just rubbish. They've run out. They don't work. 
Now come here, little boy. You've done a very naughty thing and Captain Halfbeard is not happy. Jan looked down and for a moment he thought about jumping. But there was no sea to jump into because it was ship next to ship next to ship. He looked to see if he could climb from, from one rigging to another. But it wasn't so simple. He wasn't so skillful at that kind of climbing. Jan and Willem had run out of hope. They were just waiting for the inevitable to happen. But they didn't see hope arriving. They didn't see it silently gliding in. They didn't realise that this was not the end.